on truth and testimony. We believe that the best built tea is your own. We will tell our truth our way. Straight up and no chaser is how we like it. This is a podcast for all. So grab your sister, your mother, your daughter, and even your man and get ready to have our tea spill ever so graciously. Welcome to another episode of Truth and Testimony. I'm your girl Kaya. And I'm Fee. On this episode of Truth and Testimony, we'll be talking about detours and distractions. All of us are on a destiny or a journey to our destination. And on that journey, we have many detours and distractions that we don't even realize are distractions or detours to keep us from getting to our destination or to our destiny. While listening to a sermon, as I was on this journey of self-reflection and trying to find out my purpose in life, it came to me that on this life journey, there has been so many times that I've either strayed away from my calling, strayed away from doing what I'm supposed to do, whether it's my spirituality, whether it's focusing on my degree. I just thought that I was having little life problems or issues to staying on track, but they were actually devil's distractions to keep me from getting to my destiny. And I can say that I probably have experienced the same things. Um, Oftentimes, I do believe there are devil distractions because those things are there to make you great and also empower other other people. So what better way is to stop the source and to encouraging others to go go ahead and pursue their dreams? So oftentimes, these distractions are not only deterring you away, but deterring others as well. Um, other times, I don't necessarily think they're like devil distractions. I think it's most of the time it just may be fear. No, I really, well, that's true. It could just be fear, but I think you have to be able to like take that moment and really dissect it to say, okay, was this a distraction? Was this myself being fearful of moving to the next level or was I supposed to do a detour anyway? You have to, you really have to be able to, to dissect and look at each situation in your life to say, hmm, I think I got off the wrong, at the wrong turn there. I was supposed to keep going or I was, I did a sudden stop because I was too afraid of what was on the other side. You have to look at all instances. Yes, at times you'll find yourself over analyzing situations to say, okay, is that this? Is this this? But you just have to take a step back and say, okay, this was truly a distraction or this I, was a detour. And I can sort of give you an example of that. So as you know, I'm single um, and I'm really trying to sit back and wait on God to send me the right man that he has for me. I think sometimes when you get a, a message or like a DM or someone trying to come into your space, 
depending on what their intentions are, it may look good. It may sound good. But is that just a distraction to keep you from continuing on waiting on the Lord to give you what he has planned for you? That's, you know, that's pretty much always been my issue. Um, Not even just relationship wise, where how do I know that's a distraction? Distraction. How do I know that, hey, maybe I am supposed to go that route? Um, Just having, I guess, that discerning spirit and knowing, okay, this is the way I'm supposed to go. Like you say, I can be very analytical and say, well, if this happened, that means no. Oh, well, this happened. Yes, I should do it. And then it's like, okay, what do you think? What do you think? To me, it can be very difficult in trying to figure out what it is that I'm supposed to do and which route I'm supposed to go. Um, I get very confused at that. And oftentimes the best thing that you can do is just kind of stay still for a second and see. But that is a struggle that I have in trying to figure out which route am I supposed to take? Am I being distracted or is this the right way? I mean, some things are just like, okay, no, you're not supposed to go that route because it go against what you believe. It go against um, your goals. So you know, that's not the way, but sometimes they come in disguises, like making you think that this is the way you're supposed to go. Exactly. And I was going to say, I have an example. Um, I think sometimes we're confused about whether We should do this or we should do that because we truly haven't prayed about it. So um, after I got my divorce or even prior to me getting the divorce, I had made a conscious decision. I'm getting a divorce. I prayed about it. I talked to God. But in that aspect of me getting a divorce, I was trying to make a decision as to whether I needed to leave Florida. My mom was the only reason that I would stay in Florida at the time. Um, I prayed to God. I was not sure what I was supposed to do or what he needed for me to do. When I tell you that thing was orchestrated in a way to where you didn't have no choice but to know what what the path was supposed to be. The day that I decided to get a divorce, my mom got sick shortly thereafter and needless to say in a month of her getting sick she passed away i at that time had a couple of phone interviews and zoom interviews with a job in california it was i had the interview i flew out to do a tour of the facility they made an offer i was able i filed for a divorce And I want to say September, I was divorced by November. I was in California by November. Everything fell strategically into place for me to make that move. I don't think had I not prayed to God and waited on him to reveal that to me, I I wouldn't have been sure. I I know that I wouldn't have taken the steps to move. Um, And I needed to move in order for him to move me to the next chapter in my life. You said something that is very true. You know, my friend, she wanted to be, uh, at first she went to school to be, uh, what was it? Pre-med, because that was her father's wishes. And then later on, she realized this is not what I want to do. Not that she didn't do well, this was just not her passion. And 
I swear to you, once she knew that law is what she wants to go to go into, everything just fell into place. It was like doors should start opening. Doors were opening. Doors were opening. And that made me realize that oftentimes when you know you're heading in the direct, right direction, doors will open. Not to say that you're not going to get some um, pushback from certain people, but you just have, to, just have to push through those doors. But you're going to see things are going to start to align. And um, my only thing is, it's like, okay, not to pay attention or not pay attention, not to let that pushback on that door stop me. Because that's when I get confused about whether or not am I supposed to get, get here. And it, it just tells you that oftentimes we think if we get any pushback whatsoever, then we're not supposed to do it. But I think he didn't say that the road would be easy. Exactly. He, what he said was, you have to pray to me and ask me for discernment, for direction. And when you get to that closed door, when you stop and pray and say, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to do? Can you help me? When you send up that petition of help, he's going to either turn you left, right, or he's going to open that door. So I think a lot of times we get to those closed doors or a little pushback or someone saying, mm, I don't know. We take that as I'm supposed to stop and I'm supposed to turn around. And in actuality, you're supposed to stop and you're supposed to pray and you're supposed to wait on him to guide you as to what you're supposed to do. The more times that we... I think when we look at our our journey and you look back, all of those times that we've gotten off of the course that we were supposed to be on, we didn't wait on an answer. We were in that state of impatience and we just wanted to move. We just wanted that job. We just wanted that relationship. We just wanted this or that. And we did not wait on him to give us the answer that he wanted. So that just basically ties into us falling down on us and our actions. So we're impatient or lots of times it's, it's fear. And yeah, you know, there, um, the fear can come from the devil or internally you just being scared. You know what God has told you to do. He showed it to you, but you're still scared. So it's something that you have to do deal with, with yourself because everything else is fine. It's just you. So, so it's, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, in those moments, because I've had a couple of those here recently where something out of the blue will come to you and it's like, wait a minute, you want me to do what? Or you, ju you just presented me with this um, opportunity and I think in those moments, the fear or us second guessing is we want to say no, we want to not do it because we don't think that we have it in us to do it or we're not worthy of whatever opportunity it is. But I think our, our blessing comes in our response because God presented you with that opportunity for you to say yes, for you to say without a shadow of a doubt, I can do this. And then you may freak out. Then you may pray and say, okay, Lord, I said, yes, I'm, I'm doing what you have presented me with. Now, how are we going to get there? How are we going to accomplish this? How am I going to sit in this room? How am I going to be on this or that committee? You have to start thinking of all your opportunities 
this journey in life as a partnership with God. Like you're not going to make a business move without your partner. You're not going to make a financial move without your husband or wife knowing. You're not going to go have a surgical intervention without talking to your physician. So why are we making life choices without our father, without our savior? And I think that's why we have so many distractions and detours because we're not consulting our father. (laughs) Basically, we're not talking to him at all. I, yes. And I, I know for myself, when I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, there are so many times I'm, I'm a very impatient person. I'm the first to say that (laughs) that's my biggest, um, weakness is that I want things to happen when I want them to. And God has been working on me for a very long time to say, okay, we go battle this out because either you go get it or I'm going to continue to show you that you're going to learn patience. Um, So a lot of times I jump or I do things before I'm supposed to just because I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm all in. I know he got me. And if I fall, he go catch me. And that mentality has gotten me hurt. It's gotten me, sometimes I'm almost at the finish line and I decide, okay, I can't wait. And I find myself back at the um, starting point. So I've done it so many times because I'm impatient in his response. I want him to respond when I want him to respond. And it's always in God's time and not mine. And when I do wait on him, then I see, oh, well, you needed me to wait because the blessing that I thought was my blessing, you actually had a bigger blessing. You know, it's his patience is for a reason. And we just have to sit back and wait on it and take it day by day and say, okay, I know he driving this, this car, come on, you know, he want to go 10 miles per hour and it's a 80 mile per hour zone. Okay. I'm going to let him drive. But like you said, it's your actions while waiting. Yes. Are you going to be screaming while you're waiting? Are you going to, you know, what are you going to be doing while you're waiting? And you know what? That brings up a good point. It's a lot of times we're always thinking about what we want, what blessing we need, what um, we need for God to do for us. But what he's actually doing in the time that you're waiting is he's watching your your behavior. Is she in a kneeling stance? Is she praying to me? Is she still happy? Is she still helping others? Or is she pouting? Is she upset that I'm not giving her what she what she wants or needs? Little does she know it's right there on the other side of her attitude. What she doesn't know is it's right there on the other side of her meanness. Our behavior during the wait will equate to when he blesses us, how big of a blessing it is, but we have to change our attitude. Exactly. And that's that's one of our distractions. Another distraction, I believe, is just basically thinking about what others will say. That's a major distraction, I think. That's what I sometimes deal with sometimes thinking about what others are going to say. And it kind of falls into that whole in imposter syndrome when you're trying to, let's say, start a business um, and you're wanting to do it and you know you have a passion for it, but 
because let's say you didn't get a degree in business or you didn't get a degree in something else, you feel like you're not the expert at this and who are you to do this? And you feel like everything has to be perfect. And um, you feel like people will question you. They're going to say she doesn't know what she's doing or he doesn't know what he's doing. He's not a businessman. And I think sometimes our biggest distractions are thinking about what others are going to say. If it's for you and God has told you what to do and has cleared out that path for you, why aren't you still moving? And you know what? You're you're absolutely right about like others' perceptions. But I also think that when you're on a journey in life, whether it's in business, whether it's in your personal life, a lot of the distractions that are there are in social media and the things that we see others doing. And we start to question, okay, God told me to do this, but I just saw that someone is doing that so well. He didn't, we look at, others to say okay well they're doing this they're doing that but god told you to do this and to do it the way kaya would do it the way fee would do it and his blessing for you is for you to do it in your lane he's gonna bless you in your lane he's not gonna bless you in the lane that Susie is in or this person is in or that he's going to bless you in your lane so sometimes i think Yeah, social media is good for a lot of avenues, um, a lot of networking, but sometimes you have to put the blinders on and not really look at what anyone else is doing and just truly do you Um, because those can be distractions too to keep you from doing your true purpose. Exactly. Or you may, like you said, you may stray away from just you being you and begin to imitate what others are doing when how you thought of it, how you were planning on do it was completely different and was going to reach a different audience. Um, You straying away from how it was supposed to be, how you meant it to be is not going to be as successful or received as you have liked because you were not being authentic in what you wanted to do. You started looking at getting distracted by what others were doing. And sometimes when we're looking at what others are doing and comparing where we are and what we're supposed to do, sometimes those thoughts or those second guessings tend to make you stop what you're doing because you feel like you're not good enough to be able to do this because someone is already doing it so well. And I think that in itself can kill a dream, can kill a purpose. Um, Sometimes we have to realize whatever our purpose is truly isn't for us. It's always for someone else. So whatever God has put in, has put in you, it's not for you. It is for someone else. And if you stop doing what you're doing, that person that you're supposed to help, you're not helping that person that you're supposed to bring to this side or bring with you. You're not going to be able to bring with you because you've stopped doing what you were supposed to do, whatever that may be. You have to really think about, it's not about you, it's about that person. Um, We have so many people that are supposed to come along our journey for different reasons and we can't get distracted because along our journey, along our lives, people are sprinkled along that, those journeys and those paths for you to help, 
for you to encourage, for you to inspire. When we think about the life of Jesus, everything that he did was for our souls to save us, for our salvation. Um, his purpose was to save us. So we always have to look at everything that we do when we're saying, oh, I can't find my purpose or I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Your purpose is to help somebody else. It's not about the business that you're going to build. It's not about the amount of money that you're going to have in the bank or the success that you may have. Yes, you you will probably have those things when you're following the path that Jesus has set for you. But along those lines, you're supposed to help someone else, whether it's pulling up someone into that career, whether it's giving someone an encouraging word, being an inspiration to someone, our purpose is always to help somebody else. And you're completely right. Even if you don't want to look at it and um, as far as, you know, what Jesus has done, um, when you look at businesses that start, they start because they want to serve a certain audience. When you start in your business or you're going into, okay, what is it that I can provide to somebody else? So knowing that it's not about you when you're going through your walk or your journey really does help. And it, it, it just put it puts it into perspective that, okay, you know what? It's not about me. It's not just me. Let me keep on going for the person, the, the people behind me. Yes. And then also you, you think about it and like you start thinking about it in a different context you know, we gain knowledge, we gain um, different experiences. And a lot of times in those, when we're gaining success and gaining that experience, gaining knowledge, we're owning our lane, we're, we're doing it, we're succeeding. We want to hold on to all the information, all the knowledge. We don't want to give someone a nugget to help them because we feel like, oh, if I share, they may be bigger than me. They more may be more successful than me, but we've gained the knowledge and the experience that we have in order to be a blessing to somebody else, in order to help someone else. So we have to take what we've learned and put it into other people. Um, because if we're the only one growing, what use is that to whatever organization, your life, whatever community you're in, you're, if you're the only one thriving, is that helpful to anyone? No. So we really have to think about it. You can't, when you know what your purpose is, when you know what decisions need to be made, you really need to partner with God. Um, think of it as at every stoplight, let me confer with him. Let me ask him, which way should I go? Have a conversation with him. God's purpose for you is to be successful. Yes, you're going to have some bumps and bruises along the way, but at every stop, ask him, okay, so which way am I supposed to go? And then go that way. Yes, it's, it may not be easy. One road may be longer than the next to get to your destination, but as long as you are stopping, asking, seeking, and waiting for him to respond, then you know that you're on the right path. Don't be distracted by the person that's walking on the side of the road or the motorcycle that passes you by or 
the red sports car that's on the other side of the road. Those are all just distractions to keep you unsafe on the road. So you have to just remember to be cautious, drive safely, and ask God what it is that he wants you to do. Okay, what are some of your detours or distractions? Like, what is stopping you from getting to where you want to go or reaching your goals? We would love to hear from you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Truth and Teetimony, where we hope you were encouraged, inspired, and empowered. Not only did we spill our tea, but we showed you how to clean it up without leaving a stain. Until we sip again, be brave, be courageous, and make sure you subscribe to our podcast. We can be reached at truthandteetimony at gmail.com. That is T-R-U-T-H, the letter N, T-E-A-T-I-M-O-N-Y at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our Instagram at truthandteetimony. 